In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Hello there, friends, and welcome into In the Lab. Me, Drew Doherty, and John Harris, and the Texans are facing the Jaguars. John, Houston's won seven in a row. If you go back to the final game of the 2010 season, it was week 17. Texans were 5-10 and 10 going into that game, and they beat the Jags, who kind of had something to play for that day, but they beat them. So since that yeah. span... They've lost four times to Jacksonville, both games in 13, both games in 17, and they've won every other game since. It's a pretty good mark, and they're dead last in turnover differential, whereas Houston is plus one. Remarkably, you know, they're they're positive in that stat, but they've only won two games. Zoinks, man. I, I kind of send that email out to you and to DP and to Mark Vandermeer every <laughs> Tuesday. You guys were joking about it with Payne and Pendergast on the pregame show a week or so ago. And, that's fine, but that's, that's what I do. Texans have not won this year unless they've gone plus three or better. So they're plus three against the Jags in week one. They took took the ball away three times and they didn't turn over. And then they were plus five against the Titans. Other than that, if they're even, if they're underwater, they lose. That's one of the things that sticks out to me. Trevor Lawrence threw four picks last week. They got blanked. You know, the Texans are basically, after the half, they're getting blanked in the last four losses. I think seven or eight losses on the season. They haven't scored after the half. They've not scored after halftime, and that's just really doomed them. And when they have scored, it hasn't been a whole lot. So they've got to find a way, hopefully, to either get out to a big lead or get some points in the half after the half and, uh, yeah. and make things happen. Those are the, the things that are just sort of sticking out and kind of drilled on my brain right now. <laughs> what are you thinking well, about with first, this uh, matchup? First of up? all, first of all, I'll tell you. It's all love when I bring that up. Oh, because I, know, I get I know. that email from you every single week. And I, I love it because it, it reminds me. And, I, and Drew, it's, you know, I know that Coach Cully had taken some grief because, oh, at a press conference, he brings up penalties and turnovers. Well, there's a reason for that, people. Because if you, if you have too many dumb penalties, <laughs> if you have too many turnovers, you will lose. As Drago said, Rocky Four. You will lose. <laughs> You're going to lose. And last two weeks have been a perfect example of that. Now, 31 to nothing against the Colts. I don't know that anything was really going to anything was really going to change with one penalty. But the offense couldn't get anything going until the second quarter. Seven to nothing, and they hit Nico on a about a 25 yard uh, completion. But it's called back. Why? Because guys were lined up wrong last week when it would have mattered against the Seahawks. They're at the one-foot line, and they're, again, lined up wrong. So they move back five yards, can't score. Got it. I mean, it cost them four points against the Colts. It cost them some offensive um, you know, mojo, maybe. Maybe they get it going a little bit. Who's to say? But those things killed the offense on, the, on those two particular plays. Cost them points, cost them mojo. And then the takeaways or the turnovers have been, you know, at issue. I mean, you think about the Buffalo game, uh, any game. You know, there have been some, there have been some stars, but when they take care of the ball, even in the rain in Tennessee, didn't turn it over. You yeah, do much in the second half offensively. It's weird. They didn't turn it over. It's really weird, man. Like last year, the Texans did not turn the ball over that much. They were good. No. They were good. They just couldn't no, get a takeaway yeah. to save their lives. And right. that's, 
Yeah. Uh, that's not what the Jags are like. The Jags are horrible at getting takeaways. They've only got six. Yes. And they've got four games to go. So they're 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 threatening last year's Texans team in that regard. But they're yeah. they're coughing it up. I mean, something fierce. So, you know, they're they're in they're in similar no no a different boat. But this year the Texans are turning it over a whole lot more than they did last year. But luckily, right. Lovey Smith's crew is getting those takeaways and they've just got to figure out a way to clean that up and score after the intermission. I mean, and, and run. Yeah. There's lots of problems with this team. Yeah, you're right. Uh, offensively. It's just, it's mystifying to me how the second halves of games, they, they get a little, I mean, and, and, and last week I think was a perfect sort of, it was sort of the microcosm of what we've seen this year. They'll get a first down. You think things are going, maybe they'll get a second first down and Hey man, we're kind of, mo- all right. Maybe this thing's going to get rolling a little bit and then a penalty sets them back or a sack sets them back or uh, a run play that's, you know, goes for a two, three yard loss turns into second and 13. And now you're, you're trudging against the sticks and this offense is not a trudge against the sixth story. You got to stay in front of that. It's got to be second and six. It's got to be third and three. You've got to be able to get in those situations. You can't be in third and 13. And so last week against the Seahawks, there were, I think, seven drives in total, if I remember. No, no. Uh, I think it was five. Sorry, five. Of those five, four got to the 50-yard line or closer to the end zone. Four. And yet got no points. And didn't even get a field goal attempt out of any of them. Now, the last drive, when it was 33-13, they got all the way down to the 14-yard line. Now, you could have gotten at least a field goal out of that. But point being – you got the ball on the other side of the 50. You did a few different things, but you just couldn't get the score. I, I don't think I've ever seen an offense that has struggled so badly in a half, be it first half, second half. Now, there were times when, you know, with Bill O'Brien back in, say, 16, 15, 16, where they might struggle in the first half. And get, there were, I remember a few times the games were 0 0 at the end of the first quarter, 3 nothing at the end of half. Or zero zero at half, but then they come out the second half, do a few different things, and put fourteen up on the board, put seventeen up on the board, and win a game twenty to fourteen. You know, find an find an ugly way to win it. But I don't know that I've ever seen success in the first half, limited success, but success, and then nothing in the second half. I mean, you had forty four in this three game homestand. It was fourteen eleven. You were led the Jets. Now you didn't do anything against the Colts. Fourteen, you were down fourteen nothing. But against the Seahawks, with a lot of offensive weapons, it's 16-13. You're down. So, in those three games, you scored 44 points in the first half. But then it was 10-0, uh, 17-0, and 17-0. You got to 44-0 in the second half. And I don't, I'm trying to think, I think, in those second halves, how many times you had an opportunity. It was as if you threw an interception in the end zone or you threw an interception in the red zone. I don't even know that there was a, a field goal opportunity, maybe a field goal opportunity. I don't, I don't know. But getting to the second half and not being able to run the ball, is, I mean, that's a big one. If you can't establish anything right. by running the ball, then what are they going to do play action? Because they go in, and they've done it before that, but they go in at halftime and they're like, look, they can't run it, so we're going to sit with two safeties on the roof. And, you know, it's completely antithetical to what Pete Carroll believes in. You know, he's a, he's a cover three, middle of the field, closed kind of defense. That's the way he's kind of always been. They were playing two safeties high in that game because they just realized we're not going to be able to run the ball 
effectively. So let's take away some of the deep shots. Let's take away some of the intermediate deeper shots. Uh, and let's let the front six, essentially, front six, front seven, whatever. Let them play the run. Might be out gap, but we'll be okay. And they were. We just couldn't, couldn't run it effectively enough to be able to, to get them out of that to go back to taking some shots down the field. Yeah. As we wrap this up, when you were starting up that last point by talking about getting across the 50, how tough being a child of the 80s who also played Texas high school football in the 80s when there were ties and football games were stupidly decided oh. by penetrations, how tough was yeah. it for you not to say the word penetration? Oh. <laughs> because the Texans so, had, what, four penetrations you're talking about, but they didn't, they didn't score. That would have mattered a well, lot had it been a scoreless game in the 1980s. So technically, not to be well actually guy, but in Texas high school football, a penetration was inside the 20. Oh, it was red zone. And sorry, I know this. Sorry. Yeah. I know this because in 1989, we played Tomball High School on Thanksgiving night over at Tully Stadium. 10,000 people, great environment. Hard, hard, hard artificial surface. Oh, my God. And I mean, I'm talking, it's one of the mo- it was one of the hardest hitting games I'd ever, I mean, I broke my shoulder pads. I hit a guy so hard. They, I mean, it, dudes were just getting beaten. And it was seven to seven. We started to drive in the fourth quarter. And we got inside their 20 yard line. And at that point, that gave us three penetrations inside the 20 to their one. So it's seven to seven. There's like 20 seconds left. And we go for it on fourth down and not even kick the field goal because we had technically won the game by the penetrations inside the 20-yard line. So if those have been tied, then it would have gone to first downs. Then at that, at some point, there's a coin flip. There was no overtime. And so getting that penetration inside the 20, that was the one that we needed. That salted it. And Coach is like, no, we'll tie, but we'll advance to the playoffs because we got the penetration. So my buddy who played for Tomball at the time was like, now y'all didn't beat us. We tied. I'm like, no, no, we beat you because we played the next week. So yeah, penetration's inside the 20, man. That was a that was a that was a real thing back then. I don't know why they thought of that, but that's how dumb life with, used to be, kids. That that's how dumb life used to be. They didn't they didn't like just play overtime like you you should have. Yeah, just so. go overtime. What are we doing? Yeah, Get more exactly. points. Yeah. Well, hey, man, always fun talking with you, and uh, we will see you very very soon. This has been in the lab. 